Thank you for downloading this documentary on one from RTE Radio 1. For more information, visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one. Thank you. That's the job. Hello. I'm Liam. You're Liam. I'm Peter. Hello. Happy to feature. Nice to meet you. Come on in there. Got to be here in a minute. You can go in there because it won't yeah. be disturbed. Thanks very much. We've got the tap down for you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Uh, there was twelve of us in family. And the few of them dead, there were five wives dead. Uh, nine boys and three girls. Yes. My father was a fiddle player and a concertina player and a flute player. So that's where I, I got it. And I have another brother, he'll be here next month. Another good fiddle player. He's nine and all his life. Yeah. When was that? When were you born? 1925. The 2nd of March, 1925. Would you think I'm that age? You're holding up, all right. <laughs> <laughs> When did you start playing the fiddle then? When did the fiddle come into your life? Well, then I'll tell you then I was very small. My father knew that I was mad for music. And he had another fiddle. I was only about 10 or 11. And he sh- I sat on the, the bottom step of the stairs one night and he showed me how to play a few notes. And... That I was getting. I was mad for it. And after about an hour, I said, I have this handled anyway. I started that stuff on my own. It was in me, man. Only to bring it out. But once I knew what the fingering was. And I, no, but that was the only teaching I ever got. God, that was it. 
around here was Wakefield with that all did. It was Wakefield I with music. Concertinas and flutes and fiddles. Yeah. Yes, it was a great time for music. Ran parties then. You know, go on for two or three days and nights. Go out and around and collecting money and have two or three right threatening nights. Drinking out in jam crocks. <laughs> that them with the fine glasses. <laughs> uh, and that one, you want to be the way I did the craters. A lot of mules come there, they were more, they were more dry than hungry, that's when that said you want a bit of grub. No, I'm more dry than hungry. It was part of the one thing. Yeah. I done a lot of old travelling in my lifetime. Before I came in the pub game, I was a blacksmith. I have four, three, seven, three, ten, thirteen years of it. I worked in Manasreven County Killeer for three years. I worked in Ballyhall County Limerick for three more years. And I my served my time and I gave a few years of my own. Um, it was a badly paying game. I gave ten and a half years then with a, a man, a big contractor, Murphy from Cahar Savin. I often had 40 men and they're working on the night me. Mm-hmm. I didn't need I see. I see the road, I often slip up in bags of cement, too far away from home, following good money. <laughs> Tell me something, lads. There might be a few people down there in the pub. Have, looking at you, I'd say you don't drink it all. We won't leave you down at all, can't anyway. Eh? We won't leave you down anyway. We put down a few points. Well, my God, the name, uh, every day goes, there's a, a man down the road there, he's Pat Brown. He's a doing a girl, man. A good man, I tell you. <laughs> every trick in the trade, I, I showed it. <laughs> a good old crater. He will lovely bar out the back for the smoking. Oh, Christ, the beauty. What year did you head off to England? 1948. Yes, I had a forest down there in the bottom of that village. And I said, here goes. And I said it to my father after I didn't come home for nine years. I said, my old, my old faithful, I said, you put me the wrong thread. I said, if I was them years over in England, that I spent my time and, and journey work. I'd come back a millionaire. Sick out. Six bob for a set of shoes and the horses tearing, tearing the guts out of it. Oh, no, no money in it at all. Closed the door and said, Cheerio, chick chaps. They didn't see me for nine years. Yes. I was playing a fiddle over in England, and this fellow all the time following. It's every bloody Sunday following. He said, I'm following you with about four years. 
He said, I have, I have swing you right now. I said, what have you twinged? I'll tell you straight to your face, he said. And it took me four years to find it out. You're walking alive with insanity and madness when you're playing the fiddle. <laughs> That's what he told me. With insanity and madness. <laughs> yes, and he wasn't too far off. You're in a different world, you know, when you're playing music. You're, you're not with... You're not with the music at all. You're in a different element altogether. You are. Where are you? Yeah? Where are you? I don't know for what, but you're not with yourself anyway. I will go down for a drink and I might tell you a few more yarns. <laughs> Classed one of the best fiddle players in Kerry in the internet. Oh, that phone back out there, like to know. I didn't say a word. No. Even my daughter in England could tell me. Uh. Would you ever tell us about uh, when he was selling the ice cream? Him with a gun? Yeah. Well, I also sell ice cream. I were a manager of a factory. And this fella that were working with us got jailed for GBH. So I went to keep his round on. And I happened to go on that road. Next to that, pressed the brake, deswerved. All the ditch broke his neck. So that was the end of him. He'd only been out of jail for a couple of weeks <laughs> for shooting somebody in the legs. That's true. It's a rough, rough game, boy. <laughs> Blooming rough game. Oh, stories I could tell you about ice cream. Yes. But I can't, because the wife might hear it. Well, I could handle myself. Still is. I could handle myself, all right. And where did you learn that? A hall that was above here. And Mick Griffin, he boxed with the golden gloves in America. Mm. He's dead with years of crater. And I was working in Abbey Fair and he was come out with me. 
Well, God, we're a good bottle above that. And he would come out and I would come with him. Ah, we often. He used to be putting me up with this one and that one. And of course, that was like, I was a bit too green, not green. I had all the tricks, but I was too young for them. That, that were all stages. But this fellow one night, anyway, uh, Griffin said, I'll take you up to Mount Rat. You'd handle any of them up there. And this Sergeant Blackwell was there. Well, he knocked seven kinds of sparks out of me. I couldn't know if it was Jesus. Where was he hitting me at all? I said, I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going, and I look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to meet you, Jan. And came home. I had a set of gloves myself. Went in front of a mirror. Uh, I imitating the, the strokes that he was putting at me. You understand the mirror? Shadow boxing. I went up again. I said, I'll, I, I'll cripple you this night, honey. Jesus, I knocked seven candles shit out. He said, Where did you learn them tricks? I said, You. I gave a weekend bed with sore ribs after you. But I said, I'm afraid you'll give a week and maybe a fortnight, and there might be a couple of them broken. He said, you're a tough man to crack. Hey, well, Griffin said, I knew you'd handle him. Blackwell was it, Sergeant Blackwell. Oh, but I handled him, though, but he handled me. Of course, an old stager again. There are tricks in the trade, on it. Wait a few points, Khan. Well, I think... Uh, if the truth was known, I think there was more beer gone down my stomach than food. <laughs> the same as this gentleman here. When you were working with Murphy, you went all over England with Murphy. Were you on the cable? No. I was ten and a half years with Murphy. And I had 40 men working for me. It's a gospel trout. A two pound a foot for the heading underneath the ground. Were you in the Blackwall Tunnel or one of them? I was in the Victoria Tunnel. Huh. I don't know all that. <coughs> You couldn't talk when you go down. When you come up, you're decompressed. And you get a badge. Oh, great money. Great money, but dangerous work. When you see two miles of water over there, yeah? And come to there, keep it out, isn't it hard to believe it? The stars. Yeah? The stars. The the Often day. you come up to the tunnel. The only place I ever see stars was in the daytime coming up. But when you were underneath the ground, the stars never leave the sky. The same as the daytime. When you go down, look up, stars. As much as I will ever come up here again alive, I can get two shits for I was good money. <laughs> and I was mad at that time, but. 
I was a child. <laughs> Not for money. <sighs> but did you follow the money? Yes. Yes. Because all priced? Oh, so much. So much of food. Yeah. Twelve o'clock in the day. I had nearly half a week's wages made. It's a gospel truth. And would you have the air hammer? Huh? What do you call it? An air spread. Or the light one. Oh Christ, you couldn't talk. Around here, around here, put it, keep it a little. Uh, six hours. I tell you one thing after them, six hours when you go into that chamber to be decompressed, you'd be down glad to see bed. Yeah. Oh, no, God save us. <laughs> did you ever think of the air speed when you were playing music, that noise? I did. There's a touch above. There's a touch above. Between the bongos and the bowdang. The same thing they would read them. <laughs> you know what they mean? See, them men you were talking about, a lot of them men died young, didn't they? They all did. They all did. Every one of them. With all old dust. I have a small bit in my chest. Uh, I have a small bit in my chest, but that's... See, it uh, will get you in the finish. And it will get you deaf and it will get you blind. Because you're so much eager to, to do that job. Especially if I thought was good money. Yeah. Because I worked on them and guns myself, and the echo of it would be in your head. Yeah. I even no sleep into that. She's there inside in the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you drinking them pints? Not as fast as you are. <laughs> Is the music in your head when you're sleeping? Well, I can tell you one thing straight up. If I had a good reel that I never had before, I'd lay you ten to one that I'd wake up some of the night, part of the night, and catch that fiddle. I'd play that. It's all above here. It's all above here. If I like, that's if I like it.
Man said to me one evening, how come they do putting in them lovely notes to, to fiddle? I was, he asked me would they play his fiddle. <coughs> he thought what I was doing was in my fiddle. Several years, and you'll see it this weekend before. Would you play out that fiddle of mine? I think that isn't the fiddle that I'm playing. You understand, like that sleeve rocker. And that up. Would you ever oblige us and have a few notes, them beautiful notes, inside in that fiddle that you're putting in? See, now would we pick him up? The longest day that I'd ever, ever lived, I wouldn't pick him up. Tis an old enchantment of a blossom of something else. I can't describe it. And tis only around here. I reckon. Is that old blossom of the sleeve rook. That's what I wanted. And I never had it. Then the old started going for uh, Gree. Well, the real McCoy of it was here, but I was over. But I was so clever I wouldn't tell him where it was. You understand me? Uh, One starry night. As I lay Did you ever try and teach anyone, Khan? To be honest, I couldn't. But I... I don't know if, how to explain it. I couldn't. What I'm doing is a clean out of my, the top of my brain. And if I had the good, nice read...
career comes, tell us about getting into the pub trade in England. When did all that happen? Jesus Christ, what, 20 years? I was 14 years in the balloon. And two years, just so I was asked to take over the balloon. I was two years in Woolwich and I was asked by the brewery, would they take over a pub in Chelsea? And sure, my sister had a pub only across, well, in the next street. She was there 25 years. And, she, and she's still alive, her husband is dead. Uh, I was asked, would they take it over? And I came and I seen it and I said, I will. And it was a early morning house from six to eight for shift workers. Sure, I used to be open in the morning. Down until dark. So, I took it over on this day, Joe Burkin, Roger Sherlock, the whole lot of inside. And this old chief came in and I could smell him, which is worth a half a bitter and a, a bad can tonic. Uh, came to closing time. <coughs> he said to me, well, if we say the fears of Bullock, any harm, he said, to ask you for time, do you close here? I said, not one bit in the world, I said. I opened the 1st of January, I said, and I closed it the 31st of December. Pulled out the brief. Oh, he said, I said, I know you come in the door, not mind showing me that. I said, you know, Mr. Pritchard, oh, was a very special friend of mine. I said, if he is he give me the okay. I called for another drink. I said, you see that door? Out. Oh, party. See that door, I said, out. And out I put him. Joe Burke could tell you that. <laughs> Down until dark. <laughs> they said you did a fair business after hours. Hell, by God almighty, save us. Curly Solomon, the singer, you know him. Corley was asked one day by Bobby Casey to put inside the balloon for three days and three nights without ever moving an eye inside the bar and a few more of us with us. Stop. Bobby said to Corley, run, say, oh, God of beauty. You from belly to hand and cock. Tell me, Corley, what do you think of this pub? Well, then I, he was talking with an awful deep voice. Well, then I can tell you what I think of this pub. Let's hear it with Bobby. When you're looking for the goddamn place, you can't find it. And when you find it, you can't get out of it. I'd recommend it for any person that wants a separation from his wife. <laughs> This uh, a qualified veteran surgeon, a special friend of mine, and I'll be long to me. He knew more. Yes. You were there, you came home in 73 or 72. I know, I know you two children, they two bubbly men. Oh, yes. What time was it? I was one of them, I was one of them 14 years, and I had a balloon. 
and I said, right, Oakland will do it. And they asked me, would they take over the balloon? I, I knew that I was a cleaner. And we got down to the ropes. You have 14 years there. <laughs> I swept it up. Connie did bring music to the place. Ah! And uh, maybe at four o'clock in the morning, when you know, when you'd be trying to sleep overhead here, Connie was out with a bunch outside in the square, playing. You wouldn't hear good night or anything, only a Buddhist one and that one. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, playing. That is gospel truth. You took French leave too. Huh? You took. You had great courage to, to, to do what you did. Well, I was 28 years in the business here across the road. Yes. Talk again now, Michael. Well, we soldiered away anyway, sure. Mm. But uh, times weren't that good that time. <laughs> you couldn't move it. But uh, I remember over in Mount Collins, the snow was in the ground and they had to bring the coffin from three miles over in the hills there in Mount Collins. Their shoulders. Shouldered all the way through snow and all that. And it was hard to walk through the snow. But they had that time. Yeah. 47 was, was the bad year. Time, times were so bad. That went to American Australia and never came back and lived the Right. Is that right? Never again. They never are all looking for us. Our people never came back. They say such poverty in their lifetime. Hmm. When they say their own people wrapped in sacks, they wouldn't afford the coffin. They wouldn't be able to bring him. You know that, Michael? I do. Yeah. From Rock Chapel now, yes. uh, Connie tells me that the shouldering will say someone from six miles out, you know, the hills and the hollows, they got tired and had to lay down the coffin, and, you know. And they were there in the morning. Yeah. And then the people in the Rapala morning took them dead. We don't want to starve this. And they got the donkey car and the man that was driving the donkey car about a mile and a half over here the road, he died. And he's trying to carry his brother, our, our relation of his. Yeah. I have that history myself. Who told you those who told you those stories? We lived through them. We yeah. lived. Well I did. We've... Well he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we saw tough times, but we saw That sleeve rookery style is only here. Belly Desmond, Scott the Glen, and Knock the Grey. Get the rest of them. I'm that blossom. Mm -hmm. 
It's a thing that, I don't know, I can't explain it. Something of something of something. Intriguing of quality. Twenty kettles as well. Hey? Twenty kettles. John, 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 come in here. Tell you about it. John, I said. I'm not going to talk. Do you like me, John? I do. I have to do now. What age you know, Con? Seventy-nine. Do you think I might tell you a lie? I'm 79 years, 1925. Can't you make it a push What keeps you alive now at the moment? What keeps me alive? My heart. My heart. And my spirit. I'm telling lies, to, bare-faced lies to the likes of you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they're not bare fish lies. No, they're not. No, you know every fair I went. They're white lies. Yeah. And what about your soul? Soul? <laughs> I can be as straight, honest, and truthful as you. I went in them at mass since the day I got married. I have no intentions of going there. Well, if I think there's a life here after, well, I want to explain to me where it is. But you go down into that coffin, it's there all day. That's your life here after. I know. Man, a woman would tell me different. I'm only trying to cut it. And I'm a Catholic. I go into the graveyard every day to pray. And I talk to people. I stayed for years. But I wouldn't go into the chapel. I wouldn't go into the chapel. And everybody around here would tell them. But when you go into the graveyard, what do you say to them? Do you talk to them like ordinary people? Do you know what I said to them? If you... They had nothing, but they have plenty now. They had nothing but rarders from starvation. Well, not starvation. If you could get up out of the grave, I'd give you a good time. You understand me? Great character. No, I mean that. Great character. 
beautiful people. I'm like an architect here, calling to the host. Do you know where somebody is buried? Jesus, sure, I wouldn't have a clue. Years before my time. Huh? I wouldn't even burn. You think I know nothing? Yeah. That you said to him, Sean's luck, that he could get coming stuck. Huh. In that way now. It's gone here, look, look, Watch yourself, I said. Yeah. That's my old father there with Padre. The next one below, my mother. Huh. That's him there, look. The famous Jack Morris Curtin. Yeah. <laughs> And they died within a day of each other. Oh, well, you know that. Well, you can see it. My mother, she was waking up at the house and we brought her down. We were all here. And the next thing, going into Flanagan's brother of sisters, he had wandered up to the house. My father wouldn't come down with us and he dropped it in the yard. And do you know what he said to me? Take down the good girl up home and send up for me. How right he was. Uh, so many years overground. He said a long time. Uh, I'm going to see it. Huh? I went and I was his boss and said the other. That day the crafter. <sighs> I show you no for help. Be put a fickin' right. There is no <laughs> within our own namesake of mine. And I show you where my grandfather is buried. <sighs> but he was a he wanted to be buried, never again to be lifted. <sighs> And I proved it. Well, I put somebody else very close to them, and I found another coffin. And a, 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 a gentleman, a brother of mine, he said, That's your grandfather. Don't touch it. One of them underneath the other. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is. I go around here every day. <laughs> the grass is long around here, Con. Well, that do a man cut it. That, a grand aunt of mine is buried there. Yeah. And you see that little surrounding side here now, all planned out for you. You see this? It'll be buried there. When you ever go. Straight from the house below that to the ch no chapel. Straight in that gate. And I meant it. 
get some priest to say a mass and say, well, it would be no good. I might have a few people playing music and shoulder me up square. And that's all I want. Is it somewhere you're looking forward to going or what? In here? Looking forward? I was given up for dead four times and I'm still alive. And have no notion of dying. Oh, and I won't die. Yeah. Look after these people, Danny. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.